Family of God teaching series is brought to you by Chumdi Ohahuna Ministry International, Komi. These teachings provides every believer with the knowledge of the Kingdom of God. Tells of what is expected of children, belonging to the family of God and helping all become fruitful believers. Now listen to Pastor Funk. We have to have a background understanding for those who don't know, the background understanding of white letters, especially the one in Second Peter was written by the Apostle Peter to the church. Amen. Amen. Uh, for those who have Bibles that give an intro, I'm just going to read for us what was the background mindset or the information that you know forms the reason for Peter's letter to the church. Amen. Amen. Alright, so it says in his first letter, Peter was concerned to, to consent to encourage Christians to do what? Persevere in persecution. So at that time, the Christians were expressing persecution of all form. Amen. Amen. And in the second letter, his concern was to warn them against false teachers. See? Persecution on one side and false teachers on the other side. I mean, even today as believers, is that what we're facing? Sure. You face persecution from the world, and within the fold, we have issues with what? False teachers. Okay. It says the area in which these Christians were living was a hotbed of Gnostic philosophers. So, depending where you are in this nation or in the nations of earth, there may be areas where Gnostic philosophers are more than true teachers. So we need to, you know, hold on to these letters properly. And then he says, in combating these false teachers, Peter looked to the past and to the future. Thank God for his, his vision. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Peter showed how God punished false teachers and false leaders in the Old Testament. I mean, from the book of Jeremiah, if you read Jeremiah, you see the way God was dealing with false teachers there. Amen. And false leaders. So he reminded his readers of the final judgment in the future when God will destroy a godly man and provide new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Amen. So this issue we are sitting on for weeks and weeks, don't take it lightly. It is one of the most important things you have to consider as you grow in your faith, as you live the life of Christ. Amen. Okay, so today we are going to be considering and focusing on what? Adding self-control, patience. Adding self-control, patience. Our scripture is 2 Peter 1 and verse 6. Uh, says, the Bible says, and to knowledge So another word used in place of patience is what? Steadfastness. Uh, the Passion Translation says, And to understand it, add strength of self-control. And to self-control add patient endurance. Patient endurance. We've seen the word patience. 
replaced by steadfastness under passion. Under passion now says what? Patient endurance. Not just be patient, but the patience that has to do with what? Endurance. And then the NIV version says, and to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control what? Perseverance. So we have four words that we should keep as our keywords as we consider this topic. Amen. Patience, which can also mean steadfastness, which can also, for better understanding, mean patient endurance, and which also means what? Perseverance. Amen. Also, as we build on this teaching, I want to give us a scenario. It's many of us that have little kids, praise God. And then you tell them, oh, we're going out, or you put them off from school and start to go home. You know? As for the parents, you already have the you already have knowledge of the distance of, you know, from probably your home to church, or your home to the supermarket, or your, 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 from kids' school to your home and all that. You already have those information. You know at least it takes me 15 minutes to move to travel from here to here. Or you know at least it's going to take us one hour to travel from here to here. For a child, if you tell him oh, we're traveling, right? He, for him, his travel should just be, I, I step into the car, we just move, zoom, 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 and then we got to our destination. Are we together? The key is not, children are not that patient, right? to wait for the process and arrive at destination. I'm trying to give us a picture we have in mind for this teaching. Praise God. How to be patient, how to persevere. Before you put them, you say that my little girl will always stop. When you pick up from school, you're going home, and then you've not even traveled five minutes, and you say, Mommy, are we there yet? Are we, are we there yet? Are we got to Praise God. And you wonder, is it not the same journey we go almost every day? But she keeps asking you like, have we not done it? Praise God. As believers, most of us have been behaving like that before. Annoyingly, we just maintain this child attitude with God. You receive the promise from God today. And well, you know, some of us we are used to receiving it in four hours, in three days, in seven days. So you are so impatient and when these hours come and you don't see it, you kind of lose, you just throw away that promise and you walk away. That is not how God wants us to behave as you see, believers who are growing in Him. Praise the Lord. So as we continue this teaching, we have a better understanding. First, let's look at the word patience. The word patience in the Mayor Webster dictionary means the capacity, habits, or fact of being what? Patient. Okay? Now, to be patient itself means bearing pains, all trials, calmly, or without complaints. I mean, this is not Bible definition here, this is dictionary. Mayor Webster. It's telling us that what it means to be patient is that you are able to do what? Bear pains, bear trials, calmly and without what? Complaints. Ask yourself, where am I in this definition? Another definition says, not hasty or impetuous. You are not hasty. You are not what? Impetuous. Praise the Lord. Another definition 
It also means a patient and steadfast waiting for. You know, we all receive the promises of God. How steadfast are you to receive it? How patient are you to see it manifest? Praise the Lord. You have a vision today that God is taking you places and you want it to happen the same day or the same month or the same year. It can't happen that way. Great things don't happen suddenly. Great things take process. Amen. The patient enduring, sustaining, and perseverance. Praise the Lord. So we have considered the dictionary meaning of patience and we've considered the Bible dictionary meaning of patience. And we see that they all, you know, get bring, bring it home to us. Praise God. They bring it down to us. Now, let's look at God's steadfastness because it appears a lot in all of the definitions. The Marian Water Dictionary defines steadfastness as well. Firmly fixed in a place. Not subject to change. It means you are immovable. You know? You stand your ground. My God is still God. Despite the situation, my God is on the throne. His word is here and amen. I keep holding on to his promises. Whether I see it now or not. Are we together? You must be resolute. Immovable. Praise the Lord. That is why this is steadfast. Another definition says, firm in belief, determination, or adherence. It is a loyalist to the core. A loyalist because not a loyalist when all when things are rosy. In very sense of people, they are happy when when salary comes in quotes, and then when there's no salary, they are very sad. So once more preaching, they come to church, all glory and gloomy, and then when it looks like they waited too long to receive another one, we can't find them in church. Brother, what happens here? I will come, I will come. I'm, I'm trying to do some things. I will come. This time around, you can't tell him that he's waiting on the Lord. He is the one that wants to do some things. Are we together? I want to settle some things for myself. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. So, when we talk about steadfastness, we are referring to being what? Constant. You have to be a constant believer. Not the one that holds on to God's promises today and tomorrow is holding on to the world system. We have to be what? Constant. Again, it talks of being dedicated. You cannot see a loyalist that is not dedicated. Anyone that is making money that is loyal but is not dedicated, just give time. The real thing will expose itself. Are we together? So dedication comes to being loyal. Amen. It also speaks of being faithful. 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 Abraham was someone that remained faithful. And that is why the, the title of the man of faith cannot but be ascribed to him. Are we together? He showed faithfulness in all things towards God. Praise God. And he was also, the word steadfastness speaks of what? Being steady. 
steady, steady. And even in our own world, the word steady always goes to school. <laughs> Why don't we say fast and steady? But we say slow and steady. So if you want to break it down for our understanding, patience means slow and steady. How many people like slow and steady? Everybody wants to go on the fast speed, on the on the on the you know on, on the bullying side, on, on the side that is already known. You know, you want to be you want to be, be on the stage, you want to be announced, you know, you want to do things fast, fast, quick, quick. Let me to shine. That is not what Peter is asking us to do. We have to be people that are steady, faithful, dedicated, and constant. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to consider a scripture where Christ Himself admonishes us of our perseverance, our being patient. We go to the Luke, book of Luke, chapter 21. It's a little long, we read it for understanding. Luke chapter 21. Yeah. Okay, so the, the scripture is about uh, the end time. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm going to read from verse 5. It says, And as some, some spirit of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for instance, we shall behold the days will come. In which there shall be, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And verse seven, and he asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what signs shall be, shall there be when these things shall come to pass? Verse eight, and he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Pass, but the end is not by and by. Verse 10 says, Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. The great earthquake shall be in diverse places, and famines and pestilences, and fearful sights and great signs shall be from heaven. But before all this, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you. Delivering you up in the scandals and in prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, and he shall talk to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and a wisdom, and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to conceal nor resist. And you shall, you shall be betrayed by both parents and, and brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall, they shall cause to put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not an head of your head perish. In your patience, possess your souls. In your patience, do what? Possess your souls. 
So the Apostle Peter is one man we know in scriptures who was a disciple of Christ and he gave himself doggedly, you know, fully in following Christ and his ministry. He's one, you know, is the one that mentioned us also about this issue of what patience and what perseverance. So we count on him to tell us and give us an example, you know, of what Jesus was actually teaching them when he was with them. Praise the Lord. And Jesus himself demonstrated perseverance and patience through our thoughts. Praise God. The purpose of this teaching of Jesus is for us to know that look, as followers, as disciples, we must be patient people for our souls, you know, to, to, to last, for our souls to, to be saved at the end. Hallelujah. Amplified version of verse 19 says, by your patient endurance, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will gain your souls. So we see again, like we say, the addition of these virtues is not in yourself as it were. You have to depend on the Holy Spirit. You need to depend on the Holy Spirit to be a person, a believer that is patient, that can follow through for the sake of Christ. Are we together? You can't do it of yourself. I mean, there are many things happening in our world today. As you Jesus spoke about it. The family, the pestilence, the earthquakes, nations rising up against nations. We just experienced one. I don't know if the fight is over. Israel and Palestine. You know, nations are rising up against nations. Pestilence is everywhere. So coronavirus is not something you Jesus spoke about it. You will hear news of pestilences that will almost break your heart. Some heard of coronavirus and they committed suicide. They didn't even want to wait for the disease to come and meet them because of the way the disease was described. So we don't want to go through it. Let's just die and they committed suicide. As believers, Jesus has admonished us to be what? Patient. Patient endurance. You will come out victorious. Yes. That's what Jesus is saying. Yes. Yes. Be patient. If they, if, they, if, they, if, they, if, they, if they charge you and put you in front of kings and rulers, don't even think of what to say. Stand before them. My spirit will speak to you. Wisdom of God will rest upon you and you begin to speak until their souls are what? One. Until God is glorified and magnified. Praise the Lord. It shall touch you for a testimony. Your case will only touch you for a testimony when you are a person of patience. Sure. If you can follow Christ doggedly, steadily, you know, constantly, persevering until the end, then it will turn to you for a testimony. Praise the Lord. So we must, as believers, depend on the Holy Spirit to continue to make us patient as we grow in Christ, as we walk with the Lord, as we serve the Lord, as we follow the dictates of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Many people have said, I've been sorry, I've been sorry. I came to this project in church. I helped with this brethren uh, uh, in the church. I came to so, so, and so, but I'm not seeing something with my life. Others are sharing testimony. It looks like nothing is happening for me. Remember, we know it as 
early and not fast as early. Just keep sowing. Keep sowing and not go weary. One of the scriptures that explains temperance, that explains perseverance and patience in scripture is uh, the scripture that tells us not to grow weary in well-doing. Praise the Lord. So if your kids sowing and not seeing reaping, just keep sowing. Just keep sowing. It's like feeding your clouds. Somebody your clouds is going to fill up and it's going to pour you rain. Praise the Lord. Other scriptures that speaks of patience, I'm going to use in the NIV, is Romans 15 and verse 5. It says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. The God who gives what? Endurance and encouragement. So your endurance cannot be of yourself. You receive it from God. You have to depend on God. You have to walk with the Holy Spirit to be a man that can endure patiently. Praise the Lord. Testimony 1 and verse 16 says, But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the works of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who believe in him and receive eternal life. Paul had to go through that. Are we together? Romans 12 verse 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. No patience in breakthrough. No patience, no patience in, 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 in miracle marriage. No patience when you see children. No patience when you see good, good houses. No patience when your business is blossoming. You see patience in what? Affliction. How easy is it for you to be patient when you're afflicted? If you don't depend on the Holy Spirit, you cannot be patient in affliction. You cannot enjoy in, in, in persecution. Many times as a family, we have experienced, you know, affliction and, and, and persecution. But we have continued. There were times where meals for the day, we don't know how, how we can make it up. You know, with everything you have around you, you don't know how you can make it up. But at the end of the day, we are still here serving the Lord. Oh. We give God praise. We give God praise. We are still moving. Yeah. By the grace of God, sometimes I hear my children speak and I'm blessed. Why? Sometimes my children say, Mom, we don't want to, we don't want to write cash. Okay, let's turn to school. I school. You are <laughs> let's, let's leave the car and check to school. Children that will not say it's not that God going. Yes. There was a time there was a scenario we had with uh, someone who was meant to be a car dealer. They were just chanting. And then he said something like, Will you be putting together something good? Because of the children, they have to comfort people that say, Look, if it's that one, forget it. My children want to abound and to be abused. <laughs> 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 they know how to abound and their parents. They know how to live in goofy houses and how to live in small, portable houses. You know? That's how God expects us as believers to be. You have to be patient in what? Affliction. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. And it says, faithful in prayer. Faithful in prayer. You see, when you are a believer that can be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, you will end up a victorious believer. No case, no situation 
we see your hand, you will see their hand. Yes, yes. You will be a testifier. Yes. In such case, you talk to him for a testimony. Sure. Praise the Lord. So this morning we are going to rise up on our feet and ask the Lord to help us to remain connected to him always. Irrespective of what we are going through, we shall be people who will depend on him to endure every situation, to be patient, to persevere in the face of affliction in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray for yourself. You have to change the interior of your car to look like a taxi. Amen. 
There's nothing that ties them. There's nothing that holds them. Praise God forevermore. And this is what God has taught. He's teaching us and he's teaching them. Praise God forevermore. It, it, it amazes me when Christians are tied to God only when it is rosy. They say thank you Jesus when it is rosy. And when they trials and tribulation, they say, oh God, why me? Uh, uh, one of the things we notice in this location is that people first solve their problem before they come to church. They solve their problem before they come to church. And you hear them say, Pastor, it's pressure, pressure, pressure. I'm trying to sort out some things. So you don't need God to sort out your problem for you. You want to sort out your problem before you can come to God. That's a schizo mentality. That's an upside down, upside, upside down thinking. Because you need God to solve your problem. And you get what I'm saying? When somebody is sick, he goes to the hospital. Praise the Lord forevermore. You don't try to treat yourself at home and go to the hospital. You may end up in casualty. That's why we always advise not to go over the counter treatment. Praise God. I see people who go through drug mixture and over the counter treatment. Some of them they've already caused a lot of damages in their bodies before they now go to the hospital and then it becomes a serious situation. And that's what happens when you want to first solve your problem before you come to meet God. And you cannot say. Now, because a lot of people don't know that it is actually in the house of God that we can find solace. When God allows situations and circumstances come your way, it's because He's and He's calling you to His to His house and to His presence. I remember as a teenager, I, I, I was going through a lot of challenges. I, I sat down to my own levels five times and six times when I made it. And my friends had all made their own levels. And I remember I would be so depressed, reading and reading, yes, you know that like you are doing, you are even more intelligent as some people that are passing. You know, you know that you are more intelligent as some of them that are passing. You are reading and reading, yes, you are not seeing, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the results you need. But one thing that kept me on was the house of God. That was when I, I threw myself into, into church. Into church, into fellowship, just spend investing time with God, singing, playing drugs, evangelizing, just, just, I was just investing my life into God. And I remember the same year I got admission into, into the higher institution. I made a vow and I, I, I said, God, please, if you give me this admission, I'll pay this vow. And while coming back from redemption camp, the Lord told me, I heard the Lord, out of 17 then, the Lord told me, when you get back home, pay that vow. And I was like, what's this? I was in a bus when I heard him. So when you get back, you pay that vow. And I went to him and I told my mom, see, I made a vow and I'm not saying, uh, when God does it, you pay the vow. But I know there was an issue here. God had told me what to do. And I was trying to go confirm with, it, with man. And I didn't tell her the details that God told me to pay the vow. But no, I think I told her, see what God is saying. See what, uh, I, I made a vow and uh, God said, my mother said to me, she said, when you get the people, and I said, well, this is what God is telling me. And then she told me, if that's what God is saying, go ahead and do it. And so, yes, I remember the thing that she said, if that's what God is saying, go ahead and do it. And then I said, all right, I went and I paid the vow. I had not seen the admission, but I paid the vow ahead of God, the admission. Now, that same year, as a drummer of the church, as a church drummer, for me, my only, one of my, my reason of going to church on Sunday is to play drum. I just want to play drum. I just want to play the drums. I will play the drums like human beings. And somebody stole our pedal in church, our drum pedal. It 
upset me so much. I went on that Sunday morning looking for drum pedal. I had to go to another my friend, went to that drum pedal. He said, drum pedal. He said, drum pedal. Say, this one going. I said, no, I must play drum. And so I took my boys that were training in drums and went around looking for pedal. Finally, we brought pedal that Sunday morning. And if I put the pedal, I had gone a bit too far. But I had to still come and still play for the remaining plays and worship. And as I was carrying the pedal I found that day, that morning, I remember asking God, I said, Lord, even as I'm going about, as I'm going about looking for pedal just to play drums for you, Lord, there's only one thing I ask of you. Go about graduation for me. I'm believing that this God does not fail. Yes. That same year, the Lord gave me admission into the high situation. Like a dream. I remember when I saw this people, I went up to the cafe of Zion and be like, hey, that it was like a dream to me. When the mission came, I was still preaching myself to the company. But we have to be patient. Even when things are not favorable. I sold myself to the, to, to the service of God when things were not favorable. And it will shock you to that the same day I got admission into the high institution, that was the same day I passed all the rules. Everything just went in place at the same time. Even in pain, we're serving God in pains. We're serving God in pains. This is this is over 20 years ago. It's about 20 years ago. Praise God. Over 20 years ago. Praise the Lord. And the same testimony remains 20 years after. Are you understand what I'm saying? See, so please, we need to take note of this. Patience, like Pastor said, she said, is slow and steady. Some people don't like that slow and steady. They say it must not be slow. But there's one thing you need to understand here. For you to actually be steady, there's a level of slowness that must come. Yes. And the Bible says that we may run with patience. The way we run in this kingdom is with patience. In quote, we don't run with speed. We run with patience. How can you explain running with patience? One of the things that's synonymous, and that is, uh, that, that's, that's synonymous with running is what? Impatience. It's speed. But yet, this kingdom, we run with patience. That God is more interested about our being steady than in our being, let me use the word, accomplished. And you know what I'm saying? Because when we are steady, we can fulfill this purpose for our life. Are, 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 are we together this morning? Yes. So it's a very important teaching that we must take the cognizance. It's with patience, we, God will allow situations stretch you. They will so stretch that you get to a point where you think that this is the end, I can't make it after this. They will stretch, but you know what? If they stretch you, they cannot break you. Why? Because God wants to take you to a point where the devil cannot get your elasticity limit. When the devil can get your elasticity limit, he can stretch to that point and break you. But when the devil cannot get your elasticity limit, you stretch him. Yes. You stretch him. One of the words that define patience is the word a long nose. Another word is a long spirit. So long that the devil gets frustrated. Mm. In this world, we must learn to frustrate the devil. Yes. In this world, one of the problems we have in the Christian faith today is that the devil is very good at frustrating us. And what's the of we think that we are frustrated? I remember the course of the week, I met a young man. I've met them before, and they claimed to be pastors and uh, apostles, and they are from my country. And I was talking with one of them, and like, one of them says he wants to come and worship with us, and he wants to come and help us in the work here, and every of that. And then he told me, I was like, hey, Pastor, there's something I want to tell you. And then I was like, uh, so he, he went ahead and said, you know, uh, don't worry, when we come, we'll come, we'll come, when we come, you start seeing miracles. And as you start seeing miracles, people will start, you start, they will start giving, people will start dropping, they will start dropping. And I said, I said, stop. I mean, I don't, I don't do ministry for money. 
Majuda can testify to that. I, I don't like to do this thing for money. And I told him, this miracle is accidental. He said, it's not you, Pastor. I said, I'm talking about, I brought as you need to perform miracle. And I think in this cancer, God used me to heal somebody. In this God, God used me to heal somebody of cancer. In Congo, a holy cancer. In Nigeria, I cannot come there. What are you going to say? So I'm saying, God, do miracles. He has used me to do miracles. And I'm not after miracles. I said, if you, if you attract them with miracles, you will destroy their souls. And he kept quiet and he, and he left and, and he kept quiet and we parted leads. Young chaps, more patient people. You are going to put your hand into different things. Different things. And at the end of the day, you say they are doing miracles, miracles, and as they do miracles, they will start you. So you, you, you have a degree, and all you got BSC for is to go the time with the devil to collect people's money. I didn't come to Ghana to, 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 to deceitfully, deceitfully collect money from people. And I didn't come for people to deceitfully collect money from me. I came to preach Jesus and to raise disciples. But today we have a generation of Christians who are impatient. Both ministers and ministries, they are both impatient. So they are all there. From the pulpit, they are collecting money from the, from the pew. From the pew, they are collecting devils from the pulpit. And the reason for this is what? Impatience. You cannot be patient for God to take you through your process. You will not amount to anything. Praise God. There's a verse of scripture I'm going to read and I'm going to continue the prayer. That, that, I see, I can preach on patience because I'm not a patient person before. God has to teach me patience by force. All left to stop me patience. This ministry is the most stretching patience test I've ever gotten. And I'm still learning how to be patient. And every child of God will learn it. If you want to emerge as a glorious church, you must learn patience. Yes. Hebrews chapter 10, <laughs> uh, verse 36. The Lord showed me this scripture years ago, about eight or nine years ago. And I showed it to my mentees then. I showed it, I took it, and I showed it, and I keep saying it. It says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might, you might receive the promise. For you have need of what? Patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So here is very, this scripture is very important. What does it make us understand? It is possible to do the will of God and not receive the promise. Very possible. And that's a lot of Christians are suffering today. That is the fate of a lot of Christians. That is the They have told the will of God, but they have not received that they are not receiving the promise. Why? Because there is a missing link. Without patience, you will do the will of God, but you will not receive the promise. Lord, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited. I've been giving, I've been, I've been sorrowing, I've been fasting, I've been praying, I've been believing, I've been believing you. When is it coming, Lord? When, Lord? When, Lord? How long, Lord? When? You see, when the devil starts making you ask those questions, Lord, when? Lord, how long? Lord, when? Lord, how long? Know that your patience rope is coming to an end, and he wants you to lose the promise. And you cannot say. What is most important to us is that we get the promise, not when we get it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not when we get it. What is most important is that we get the promise. And I'll tell you something. If God, when, if God gives you something the time he gives you, it is because that's the right time for it. Yes. Number two, even if he 
gives you an old age, you will you live longer to enjoy it. Yes. Let me show you. God made the promise of Isaac to Abraham, not to Sarah. Are you getting me? Yes. Sarah got Isaac at what? 90. Abraham at 100. Sarah did not get Sarah did not have live up to even 150. And we together. Yes. She enjoyed Isaac to She didn't even see Isaac get married. Are you not saying? Yes. Why? Because she was not the carrier of the promise. She was not the one who the promise was given to. But the one who God gave the promise to. Abraham lived down and he said, What is it? I can do it. He even had other children after Isaac. He saw Isaac get married. Why? Because a promise was given to him. He had been the child of God. Do not be perturbed by the time he's taking. It is in your eyes that time is done. Before God, there is no time. Yes. If God made the promise to you, it may take time to manifest, but whenever it manifests, it will give you long life to enjoy it. So we have need of patience. Patience. Young chaps who just got born again yesterday, carry my microphone, say they are men of God, and they begin to put their hand into different nonsense, and they are waving their hand, people are coming. They say they are commanding prophecy, and people prophecy manifesting. Wake up, church of Jesus. This kingdom operates by patience. We celebrate Abraham, but we don't celebrate his patience. Yeah. We celebrate Abraham, but we don't celebrate his patience. We want his blessings, but we don't like his process. And that's why we are plagued by a lot of, a lot of misfortunes in the church of Jesus today. I'm not against it overnight miracle. I'm not against it 24 hours, in 72 hours, this, this seven days. I've seen God do it time and again through ministry. But I'm against a generation who never want to be patient. I'm against it, and I will forever be against it. Because we are, the way the generation is moving, our crash is going to be devastating. Our crash is going to be devastating. But God will show us this. Amen. And that's why this morning we are going to be praying for our generation. Lord, show us this. Let the revelation of patience become ours. This generation, I'm telling you, I'm praying for my generation. Because this generation is going in a speed that will make her crash. Crash! A crash will be devastating. Lord, show this generation mercy. And let her have the revelation of patience. Pastor, 
I'm a, I'm, I, and my job is internet front. I'm a front star. And he told me, say, I would like to do that I do. I started the job. He never stepped the suit here one day. Maybe the, the, the people he said told him, if you go near there, you start. And the people who will run with him say, once they enter, it will scatter. To scatter. Because I'm not, I'm not running, I'm not running and pushing anything. The Bible says, either, either seeker to be rich shall pierce his heart with what? Many souls. So being rich is not a vision, it is actually a distraction. If you say riches is my vision, you are actually distracted. <laughs> you are distracted, distra it's a distraction. Riches is a distraction, because you never get satisfied. Yes. You will serve a man, you will serve human parts if you are not careful. And that's what he told me. And I told him, God needs you, God loves you. He said, Pastor, I know, he said, Pastor, are you from God, are you from God? I said, who like you that God wants to use? We said, Pastor, see, I know somehow, we but I don't talk, but before he used me, he has to first bless me. I need more than first, yeah? And I said, This one, you're not found. Because I always talk like you. Thank God for the mercy of God. Yes. It's the mercy of God that can break nonsense out of me. God, let me see one. God literally opposed me in life. God opposed me. So this one, I said, Me, I don't know how God helped me. But I believe there was a covenant over my life from the beginning, that's why it happened for you. I don't know what's going to pray for you. So I don't know how your case will be. And so we just pray for mercy. But we are still praying for this generation. Because I'm telling you, if this generation does not understand the relation of patience, we will get involved. Exactly in our ministers, in ministry, we will see that very soon we can count the number of ministers who have in this generation. Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. When we talk about ministers in my generation line, we'll be able to count them very soon. Very soon. Very soon. And it will not be so palatable. Why? Because there are many people that go that they sing for greatness that will not achieve it. In the business world, I'm talking about evil priests in the business world, very soon we'll have a number, just will count the number of people, Christians, who are, so, who are actually doing it in succeeding in business. That's, that's what the devil is attacking. If you can do that, if you can achieve that, you know what happens. The coming of Jesus is going to be for that you, you read, You see what you read, Pastor? He said, We heard the word of God, you hear uh, uh, pestilence, and I said, These are not the end. These are not the end. He said, For the end shall come only after the gospel has been preached to all the nations of the earth. The devil is attacking the preaching of the gospel to the nations of the earth because he's using a, a strategy, a strategy of, uh, of, the, of the day. In, in any in boxing, in, uh, 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 in some the, the good boxers that are good in uh, endurance boxing, what do they do? They stretch the opponents till the last round. Are you getting me? And at the last round, they begin to they finish the opponents. They finish the opponents. That is what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to stretch, delay the second coming of Jesus. That's what he's doing. So, all this nonsense talk of don't give to church, don't give to church, is still the same. The gospel thrives by money. Bible says, true prosperity shall be still spread abroad. It thrives on money, prosperity. It has to, we need money to push the gospel. So, the devil is fighting the preaching of the God. Leave all this foolish business, I don't understand what The devil is fighting the preaching of the gospel of God. Number two, he's stretching the, it was the gospel goes to all the nations of the earth. Jesus comes. So he's making sure that everyone that can be sent on mission, who on their normal senses will leave, leave what we left and come on the missions. Leave what we left and come on the missions. So that's how I look at 
He's, he's fighting your people from getting into the gospel, ministry of the gospel. He's fighting them with many distractions. Oh, money, my needs, my deeds. So if he cannot prevent them from entering, he won't distract them when they enter. Yeah. You have to make it fast, fast, sharp, 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 sharp. I don't understand. How can you give that to a child and in one year, the child is already behaving like a 10-year-old child? Will you know how to answer the question? Exactly. Will you know how to answer the question? But today, you want to plant a church, and in one year, you want to be, you want to be, you want to gather the members at a 20-year-old uh, denomination and gather. Are you not mad? You have a mental problem. There's a psychological imbalance. There's a physiological and psychological world imbalance somewhere. But that's what the devil has deceived your chaps with. You want to start business today, and you want to become like the, the guys who have been there for 30 years. What's your problem? It's a psychological and mental imbalance. You need time to achieve everything. But I'm praying for this generation. Because see, we, this, the second coming of Jesus cannot be delayed any longer. Yes. For those young guys in the church who have to emerge as kingdom financials, Lord, the patience they need to emerge, give it to them. Those who have to emerge as kingdom generals, taking the gospel and the missions all over the nation, the Lord, the patience they need, give it to them. Everybody that has to emerge in the church of Jesus, the patience we need, Lord, let us receive that revelation of patience and begin to practice the word. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your church. We pray for your church. We pray for your church. For new generation, the patience we need to emerge as a new church. Let, 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 let this truth dawn on us. 
Thank you, Jesus. Be glorified, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God for Thanks for listening, we hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.